time to talk about our least favorite holiday, Halloween. It's just an opportunity to be nude. And here's the thing. You That's do, not do really your new even my concern. But I want to get paid. If I'm going to be naked walking the streets, you pay me. I don't want to do it for free. So like, I, I'm no. because Jocelyn's acting like right now. Like people, if people offered her to like go to nude photo shoots, then she would do it. <laughs> No, no, I only got offered that. It's kind of offensive that I didn't get more offers for nudity. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Welcome back to Overshare the Podcast. I feel like I always have to say it in like a dramatic theatrical way. I think it deserves that. I think otherwise, it deserves like, that kind of attention. Absolutely. You know, like otherwise people might not know it's a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That makes a lot of sense. Honestly, Lily, when you said that, I don't know what's weirder, the fact that you said that or the fact that I was like, yeah, that <laughs> yeah, makes sense. I agree with that. Anyway, uh, I'm Lily Marston here with Jocelyn Davis. And today <laughs> we're going to talk about some of our... Uh, we haven't even really decided. It's kind of going to just be a Halloween-themed episode. Mm -hmm. I don't know if we're going to go into costumes, uh, personal anecdotes, yeah. uh, we're gonna go candy deep. poisoning, we're going deep. Uh, weird neighbors, anything. Tell me, Food kick poisoning? Us off. I don't know about that. I, what did, I don't know. What did I... I already <laughs> forgot what I just said. I meant candy poisoning. Oh, great. Because that is something that... I feel like it's something you would have been super paranoid about always, even as a child. <laughs> All right. Well, let we have to jump in first with, with our over it. Oh, yes. <laughs> so over it. What she said. Okay, well, <laughs> what are you over this week? Uh, I just asked you, can my over it be uh, Halloween? Absolutely. I feel like I, I've gotten a reputation um, for the few people that care uh, <laughs> that while I was at Clever, I wasn't a huge Halloween fan. And I don't necessarily think that it's Halloween itself that I don't like, but Halloween in L.A. specifically, Why? which is going to be completely irrelevant this year because nothing's going to be well, I, at least I would hope nothing's happening. But the parties and anything you go to is so crowded and like. People in L.A. in a crowded place can be kind of creepy to begin with. And, like, I feel like you run into some interesting characters. When it is Halloween and there are masks involved and people can, like, be even more weird and it's socially acceptable and they can, like, come up and run at you and scare... No. no. I went to West Hollywood one time and it was like my, I my phone was about to die as we waited in our two-hour line to get into an event that I had a ticket for. And I remember getting inside and my phone had like 3% and we finally get in and I was like, well, I, I guess I have to go because I was like, I'm not willing to be out on Halloween in LA with no phone. That is terrifying. <gasps> oh my gosh. Well, we're going to jump into more Halloween stuff because like honestly, just hearing you say all of those things brought back so many memories from my youth because like when you're like, single and in your 30s and you're not trying to go to WeHo anymore and like now I'm married but like what are me and Chris gonna do for well, Halloween so just sit and look at each other in our costumes like that's the thing I mean like this really this entire conversation is a little irrelevant to the current uh societal <laughs> conditions we're living in but I feel like as you get older like I just wish so badly and I think that LA is why it's the problem I want my friends to just have house parties yeah because especially for Halloween that's Absolutely. like you don't want to be out and costumes can get uncomfortable you want to be somewhere that's like nice you can maybe like take off the costume halfway through if you're over it 
I just want to go to someone's house, hang out, have a nice in the backyard, enjoy the weather. No, no, no one in LA has backyards because it's too expensive to have a house. Mm-hmm. No. And Chris and I typically host people at our house literally all the time. Like at least once a week, people will come over. And Chris told me the other day, he's like, I, I miss like people like, being I, here. I was going to say, I hope not recently. No. I'm like, I don't know whether to be more offended that you're having people over or that I'm not invited. Well, we have not had people over in several months at this point, except like my immediate relatives who have stopped by, but they don't even like coming here. Why would my family want to come here when all of them have these sprawling homes with like pools in the suburbs? You know what I mean? example though. It's like (laughs) 4th of July here. I'm like, what what am I going to do the 4th of July? Like go to the beach? Oh my God. Where there's people every two feet. No, I'm going to go to Jocelyn's parents' house where they have a pool and a water slide. Absolutely. And you know what? We can still go over there because you can be on one side of the pool and I'll be on the other side of the pool and we could just like throw a ball back and forth to each other. I mean, we've been over the fact that I've literally seen Lisa. (laughs) That's true. You've seen, thank God you have Lisa. And I think you guys have created your own little quarantine pod. (laughs) And I told my, I think I said to my mom one time and or no, it was someone that I didn't really know that well because they didn't know Lisa. I feel like anyone that knows me well would automatically know who Lisa is. But give some context for people who don't know Lisa that we're just like casually (laughs) referencing. So this was my description. Lisa and I shared an office for five years. Otherwise, I can pretty much confidently say we never would have become friends because she wouldn't (laughs) have allowed it. Um, She's someone that is like the, like she's the best friend ever and is always so like ready to be there for you at anything and like will surprise you with things and be really sweet. But like, she will not admit it. You cannot no. talk about it afterwards. No. You are not her friend. You are her, we're apparently, I guess, still technically uh, co-workers, if you want to say that, even <laughs> though we like don't work together. So um, that's code for we're really friends. And she just uh, doesn't no, like to No, she won't it. admit it at all whatsoever. It, Same with me. P.S. It's a bit. She she really does think we're friends. But it's she just is the most loving. Yes. Um, She's I, like the human version of Daria the cartoon. That's what exactly. I always say. Yes. yes. But uh, it's funny because I feel like uh, literally I've only seen her and someone's like, oh, like you guys social distance. I'm like, I don't... Lisa and I, uh, it's not like when we're hanging out, it's like, oh my God, I haven't seen you You're so hugging. long. We like embrace for a long time. But Lisa also, fun fact, really hates. doesn't like hugs. No. So she hates I feel physical like touch. Even when it. we are together, we're not, I mean, yeah, the car is less than six feet, but I would say um, we've been social distancing since I met her. <laughs> Actually, that could not be more true. <laughs> the only people that Lisa Heiser will hug our parents just because she's a Southern kid and she's so polite or celebrities. Or celebrities. Yeah. Like if you're Zac Efron, you're going to get a hug. Or, if you're Lily Marston, you're not getting a hug. Or, or if it's someone that it's like one of our friends, maybe that she doesn't know that well, but She'll she like them. doesn't want to be rude and they go in for the hug. She panics and doesn't know how to like say no. So then she lets it happen. But as soon as she knows you well enough, she's like down to just like be like, get out of my face. I don't oh, ever can, want you to touch me again. It can, it can get violent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, we got to have Lisa on this show because... She has so many great stories and the overshare could be so abundant with her because she has one of the most celebrity infused lives of anyone I know. The amount of time she has spent with some of the most famous people in the world, um, AKA the Jonas Brothers. Um, By the way, I haven't even mentioned this. Maybe I should talk about this later, but I won't. I'll talk about it now. 
I am coming for Lisa's brand. I decided over the weekend that I'm officially a Jonas Brother fan. Just want to throw that out there. I feel like um, that's like a controversial statement because of the poser you've been then the last. Well, I liked them. You're you're just now a fan. No, I've always liked the Joe Bros, (gasps) obviously forever since they had their... swoopy doopy hair. I like. I just them. saw an old picture of us. Do you remember when we went to, I guess it was it a reunion concert? Oh my gosh. We went to their concert. We got the tickets for like $7, which was very sad. And it was very great sad. to look at where they've revamped now because genuinely it was like they were giving away the tickets and it was at some theater in LA and Lisa was there like videotaping for them. And we all um, borrowed her shirts to wear. Yeah. That feels like another lifetime ago. I know, who was it? Yumi, it was. Misty, I, I don't know. remember. I, I, I like can't even remember. I I'm try, trying to like see, Dana was there. I'll send George, you George. Maybe it's great. good times. Good times. And good and times. I just remember sitting there and it being girls like the decibel level was so. I was like, oh no, this is why I never went to boy band concerts. But I get it now. They are amazing. They are incredible, and they are hilarious on TikTok and on Reels. Okay. Just what throwing it out there. What were you over? How did we get to the Jonas oh Brothers? Oh my gosh. Well, I'm definitely not over the Jonas Brothers. I would say I'm under them, but that sounds sexual. And I'm married now, so I can't say stuff like that anymore. Um, What am I over, Lils? I had so many things to discuss. And I know I already brought up a few weeks ago that I was over the fact that Halloween was canceled. But what I'm kind of <laughs> over is the concept that all of the stores are already like starting their Black Friday sales in early October. Like, I get it that Amazon Prime Day happened in October because it had to get pushed. Loved Amazon Prime Day. Go watch the videos if you haven't yet. But however, I just feel like, let us live. I might decorate my house for Christmas on like November 1st, but I feel like... Um. Starting Black Friday sales in October, I don't okay, know. Is no, it because we, like, have, we have nothing else to live for yeah, at this say, point? I mean, what is time at this point? And honestly, I have been struggling to go to Target and not buy a bunch of fall and Halloween decorations when genuinely, I guess when I was little, I liked decorating for Halloween. And then as I grew up, it just was like, I feel like it's not as long. Like you could leave it up for October and that's kind of it. It doesn't feel as worth it, but um, that I am just so desperate to like do something or have a change of sc- scenery that I was almost going to decorate for fall. And then I was like, no, you don't need to spend all of that money on no, more no. decorations. So I've been wanting to almost just prematurely decorate for Christmas. But Definitely. I think I was considering actually decorating for Christmas in July because I just felt like that's where we were at. Like the world just needed a little cheer, a little holiday cheer in its life. Um, But I'm just not into Black Friday. I don't even know if I'm going to do Black Friday this year. I don't know if I like believe in it in general. It's all about uh, the online sales and then even waiting till Cyber Monday. I feel like I've gotten a TV each year. Yes. I know that wasn't really a great over it, but I'll save one really good one up for our next episode. But... As you guys know, hopefully a viewer has a better one. Yes. So as you guys know, you can now be a part of this show. We're actually asking you to call us and let us know what you are over at a phone number. Yes, we have a phone number. It's 562-661-8729. We want you to leave 
what you're over on our voicemail in three minutes or less. It's so funny asking people to leave voicemails. I'm like, do those even really serve a purpose anymore? When people leave me voicemails, I never listen to them. I just look at the transcription. It just reminds me of like when parents go on Instagram and sign a comment like, love mom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know. Um, (laughs) One time I read the transcription of what Chris's voicemail was to me, which is really weird that he would even leave me a voicemail. And instead of saying the transcription, instead of saying, hey, babe, what's up? Just calling, blah, blah, blah. It said, hey, bitch, what's up? (laughs) So that was funny. Um... Anyways, let's listen to the voicemail from our Overshare Pod family member. What's roll, up, Pam? Roll the tape. Hi, Jocelyn. Hi, Lily. Um, my name is Chelsea, and I have something that I am just so over. I am over Netflix canceling all of my shows. Recently, they just canceled The Society, and I am not okay with this. And I am upset. I'm just over it because I keep getting invested in shows and I like them so much and I tweet about them and I tell everyone to watch them and then Netflix just goes and cancels them. And then everyone that I told to watch it, they're like, you made me watch a show that doesn't even have a second season or it's not even going to get a second season. I'm just over it. Netflix, please, 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 please. Stop canceling your shows on cliffhangers and make sure you have an actual ending. Anyway, that's what I'm over. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye. Listen, uh, I love Chelsea and I feel like you're more qualified to talk about this considering your Wentworth situation that you have going on. Well, that that isn't even, it didn't get canceled. It just like, kept going and I like I see right now a bunch of people have been like oh my god Lily I saw Wentworth season eight got uploaded to Netflix guys when I look at the like the preview that comes actually the preview plays from season one but like the thumbnail of it I don't know one person in it and I watched that show for six seasons I'm like if you get to the point that you have completely recast everyone except for like two maybe just you like Kind of like a soap opera at that point. Well, and that one had a really like pinnacle ending that they should have just ended on. Like it very Mm -hmm. much would have wrapped up the show and it was like, it was sad, but it, it made sense. Now who knows what they're doing. But what I was going to bring up, which I think I brought up before that very much Chelsea reminds me of the show popular by Ryan Murphy back (laughs) in the day, Mm -hmm. which I brought up that it was one season and then it got canceled, but they didn't know it was going to get canceled when they filmed the finale. So the finale ends with a car accident that just has sirens going and then the credits go. And you're just like, so you never know. And it's like the two main characters were in it. So did they die? Did what happened? I'm never going to get closure. And I'm still very stressed about it, as you can see. So I completely understand your frustration. No, I absolutely agree And I think it needs to be like with TV shows that there needs to be like two to three seasons or none at all. Or it needs to be one really strong season like Big Little Lies, for example, easily could have gone without season two. Although I love season two because Meryl is a freaking queen. But however, thinking of it more of like an American horror story kind of thing. Absolutely. Like where it's more is it an anthology anthology series? Something along those lines. But like I just watched the whole series Ballers on HBO freaking awesome show i love it so shocked to hear that you watched an entire season of something that isn't like real housewives 
Yes. Okay. So I've been on a TV kick, I guess, because of COVID and Chris like likes TV too. But here's the thing. When they shot the finale episode of that show, apparently they thought it might be the finale, might not be the finale. Yeah. So there's closure, but I was just like, okay, that's not cool. I want more, which is exactly how I feel about Gilmore Girls. This whole series that they brought back the four part anthology thing on Netflix, freaking awesome. But but it just brought up more questions. Actually, this is a great, this is great timing. I mean, we filmed these in advance, so it's what's today? October 15th. October 15th. Tax day. News just. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like tax day. I just gave away every cent I've ever earned. So there you go. Great. I'm going to have to set up some monthly payments. (laughs) Um, uh, it was news just came out that Dexter is returning for like a 10 season or a 10 episode. And I remember, and I loved Dexter. And now I feel so weird saying that because I can't, I have a problem though, that I feel like I watch something and then I'm like onto the next one and my brain clears out what it had before. I don't remember how Dexter ended, but I remember it was a big upset. I just know he like was a serial killer that killed bad guys, kind of like Robin Hood, but with murder, right? Yeah. And I'm trying to think of how it ended, but he, so he's coming back though. And it's like, that show was, it would be like Breaking Bad. I mean, Bad example because Breaking Bad had a movie and a spinoff yes, show. Exactly. But you know what I mean? Like I know it, what you it mean. had a very definitive ending, and it's like, yes. wait, what do you mean it's coming back? So I'm absolutely gonna watch it, but I'm curious. I think um if you're really concerned about this problem, uh, Chelsea, then I <laughs> I would do what I do occasionally is wait until there's like season one's yes. over and that season two has been confirmed, and you're like, okay. That's also, I feel like it gives you more reassurance that it's going to be a good show, that it did get picked up. Mm -hmm. I think it's hard now because shows are probably a little all over the place because of like how people are watching and when people are watching and. Yeah. And I also just want to say for the record to all of the executives from Netflix who are watching this show or listening to this podcast right now. I think we have a lot of industry, uh, powerful industry people watching this. You know what, Lily? You would be shocked. I, I guarantee. You Google people last time. <laughs> <laughs> to all of the Netflix Netflix executives listening to this podcast, if you do not give me a season two of Emily in Paris, you're freaking fired. All of you are fired because that is the best show I've ever seen in my life. Lily Collins is an earth angel. She's I, adorable. I have thoughts. And I love that show. I have thoughts because I haven't watched it. It's I so watched, good. It's so I good. I watched the trailer. Yes. And from the trailer alone, I was like, mm. did you watch Carrie Diaries? Loved Sebastian. Okay, well, so Loved I did. I Carrie Diaries. <laughs> so this is a perfect example of what kind of things we watch. But that I think I tried to watch it and I just like, just like eh, this feels like I'm maybe not the demo for it. That's kind of how I felt when I watched the trailer for Emily in Paris. And then since then, I've seen quite a bit of feedback on Twitter, whether it's people like you that are like, I loved it. It's so, I'm so fun. And the other people that are like, uh, that girl's like supposed to be a social media manager. How? And then uh, my favorite was someone asking, how does Emily stay so on top for her work and so energetic and blah, blah, all the time doing all this stuff? And someone answers and goes, I'm going to guess well, <laughs> well, you turn in an Adderall. <laughs> Honestly, I've wondered that a few times. That was the only plot hole I noticed was that I was like, how is she showing up to work on time? Not hungover. Like literally 
every day. Um, but it's very campy. It's Darren Starr who did Sex in the City. And it's different from The Carrie Diaries because it's Did he do Netflix. Younger too? Uh, you know what? He might love Younger. Amazing show. It's not over yet. And your best friend, Hilly Duff, is one of the stars. That one I think is like wit. I feel like other shows like this should aspire to be more like that. It felt a little more realistic. It's not realistic. Emily in Paris is not realistic. And that's why I freaking love it because it makes me believe that my delusions make sense. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> let's move on to the overshare. It's time to talk oh, about yes, Halloween. our least favorite holiday. Halloween! Green Chef is a USDA certified organic company that makes eating well, easy and affordable with plans to fit every kind of lifestyle with meal plans that include vegan, vegetarian, paleo, and keto. So how does Green Chef work? Well, Green Chef lets you choose from a wide array of easy to follow lifestyles with select organic ingredients. Recipes are quick and easy with step-by-step -step instructions, chef tips, and photos to guide you along. Everything is handpicked and delivered right to your door. Ingredients come pre-measured, perfectly portioned, and mostly prepped. Green Chef makes cooking easy with dinner options that work around your lifestyle, not the other way around. Like Green Chef, do the meal planning, grocery shopping, and most of the prep for you week after week. Recipes include pre-made measured sauces, dressings, and spices so you can get more flavor in less time. And I have personally tried Green Chef actually just last week. My box was delivered to my house and I made the most amazing flatbread with pesto and veggies. And honestly, I impressed myself and pretty much everyone else that was eating. So shout out to Green Chef for also making me seem like a chef. All in all, the meal I made took me probably 30 minutes to make. So go to greenchef.com slash overshare80 and use the code overshare80 to get $80 off across four boxes, including free shipping on your first box. Again, go to greenchef.com slash overshare80 and use code overshare80 to get $80 off across four boxes, including free shipping on your first box. Also, by the way, Green Chef is now owned by HelloFresh to offer a wider array of meal plans to choose from. There is something for everyone. I love switching between the brands for when my tastes change or when I want to eat a little differently for one month. And now our listeners can enjoy both brands at a discount with us. Okay. All right. I, I have to say, just to kick this off, again, to any Halloween lovers out there, I'm not like an anti-Halloween person. And I love scary movies and creepy things. So I feel like this would be my perfect storm holiday. I think it was that I liked it when I was little. And then it just got harder and harder to like easily well, you know celebrate why? it. You know why it got harder and harder? Because society in Los Angeles expects women like us, especially when I was a younger woman, it's just an opportunity to be nude. And here's the thing. You <laughs> do not do really your even my concern. But I want to get paid. If I'm going to be naked walking the streets, you pay me. I don't want to do it for free. So like, I, I'm no. dying because Jocelyn's acting like right now. Like people, if people offered her to like go do nude photo shoots, then she would do it. <laughs> no, no. I only got offered that. It's kind of offensive that I didn't get more offers for nudity. I'm kind of annoyed by it, but it's probably my baby boys or something. But I only got like one offer <laughs> from a photographer for like nudity and it was incredibly creepy so actually twice two I times thought you were gonna say, and the rate was incredibly low it was 
too low. I was, I think it was like for to be in his art book or something. And I was like, LOL, bro, I'm out. Um, Okay. So what do you think about Halloween as it stands now? This year, or if we didn't have a global pandemic. Either or, either or. Um, This year, I honestly, I have to say, I feel bad for people that I think it really is like their Christmas. Like, I I hate myself so much for saying this. And I feel like the reasons I love Coachella are not for the basic reasons that you would assume people like Coachella. There's no excusing it. I just have a really good time, but it's always just nice refresh for me. I feel like I get to hang out with my friends, listen to music and not worry about anything. Great time. I feel like my Coachella is other people's Halloween. That makes a lot of sense. And I know that not having it this year, it's not like the end of the world, but it's like, that was one thing that like usually kind of keeps me going. Like I could like live off that excitement for a while. Yeah. If like there are people that spend all year c- coming up with costume ideas, so I think That's for true. them, it could. I. It also depends on if you're more into the costume aspect or more into the party aspect. Because maybe it's better for some people, especially YouTubers, if they just then can stay home like all of October and do a bunch of costumes. That's true. But I actually purchased a bunch of costumes online um, last year that I meant <laughs> to shoot. Now. I was like, why? No, last year. <laughs> And I never made a video and I was like, oh, I'll use them this year. And, and now I'm like, does anyone care? Like, should I even I, make a video about Halloween costumes? Well, Is that's, that stupid? It's funny because I'm curious to see if there are going to be a lot of like, how many videos do you usually see where it's like hundred easy last minute costumes the week before. But now it's like, who cares? So I, I was almost thinking and I didn't know if it would turn out to be a <laughs> I don't know if it would be offensive or not, but I was uh, thinking about how I look. Uh, do you remember one of the Prime Day sales that I kept scrolling past was these black turtlenecks? And all I could think of was when we did our uh, Patreon announcement and that we kept saying that I looked like Elizabeth Holmes. Oh my gosh, you should dress as Elizabeth Holmes. <laughs> so I was like, what if I did? I think the only videos that will do well are when it's like a more comedic, like these yes. are funny costumes you wouldn't use to actually dress up, but it's funny to just think about them absolutely, and know they exist. but if I was um like five different problematic white women from 20 I guess her, she was 2019 maybe but what is going on with her by the way that's that's for another show I actually I know, do I haven't looked into her recently but to be like people like her people just ones that are recognizable but also like you wouldn't know until I told you and then you'd be like oh, oh. yes like probably Carol Baskin that was gonna be people one of like them. that yes, yeah yes. exactly um Carol Baskin who was on my mom's favorite show Dancing with the Stars my mom's very upset about the new direction of the show but that's a whole other episode that we should have Judy on to discuss. I actually have a story that I don't think you know. Um, it's a Halloween story. So I, I would hope so. When <laughs> I was in like my mid 20s ish, decades, all ago. of my girlfriends from college, we all lived in LA and we were all working and everybody was like on this crazy grind and like just working for the most wild people, but like the 17th assistant, like definitely like that kind of thing that you see in the movies. So one of my girlfriends, one of my best girlfriends to this day, um, worked for Heidi Klum. She was on her management team. Mm-hmm. And if you guys recall, she, Heidi parties. Klum is like the queen of Halloween. Every year she does the most elaborate costumes and the most elaborate parties. 
What? You, you know that that is one of the controversial uh, times when Prince Andrew was photographed with Ghislaine was at one of Heidi Klum's Stop. Halloween parties. Oh my gosh. Do you know which one it was? It was a New York one. Um, okay. Ho- hookers and something. Oh, great. No. Okay. So mm-hmm. basically because my girlfriend, Erin, was one of her like managers at the time, she was able to like essentially sneak all of our friends into Heidi Klum's Halloween party. And so how old were you? Uh, Mid twenties, I can't remember. So like a very cool, like oh wow, where oh my gosh, the most oh wow. So it was one of the first times she ever threw the party in LA, and she threw it at a club called Voyeur, which had not even opened yet at the time. So it was like the hottest location, the hottest people, whatever. So we actually had to get there like super early just so she could like sneak (sighs) us in before she had to like take Heidi Klum like, on the red carpet or whatever. Like, I was going to say, like, when we go to red carpets and they're like, hey, um, yeah, you walk the carpet, but you have to get there three hours before everyone <laughs> yes. else so you don't clog it when the real people get here. Exactly. But we didn't care because we were just, like, so excited um, to have, like, an open bar and to be able to, like, be around famous people and whatever. So we all got super dressed up, of course, in scandalous costumes. Do you have any pictures? a sexy ghostbuster. Absolutely. I will show you some pictures. And so we went to this Halloween party, but here's the weird thing, which it's so crazy that you were talking about masks and stuff inside of this party. We were legitimately the only non-famous people. It was during the era of twilight. All the twilight people were there. Okay. Um, all the most random people were there. And one of my girlfriends who's like now married, has a baby, all this stuff. This guy just like, came up to her on the dance floor and was like obsessed with her, like got her number and they were dancing. And I was like, oh my gosh. I'm like, he's like really doing some moves on the dance floor. That's because it was Mark Ballas from Dancing with the Stars, but he had on a mask. And so we didn't know until the next day when he called her, it was hilarious. Um, so we all proceeded to Overserve ourselves. So literally, these okay. are like the kind of LA stories that it's like everyone has, and it sounds yes. really cool, but it's not. It's common. not that out of the ordinary. It doesn't happen no. all the time, but it also isn't the weirdest thing. No. So, also, like in this club, it was really weird because, like, there was a netting in the ceiling, and there was like people crawling around and like doing burlesque dancing, like in the <laughs> ceiling too. It was like a very weird LA thing. I don't even know if this club very still exists. Experiential situation. So, at one point, we decided to go outside on the patio, and you know, I think I'm the kind of person who, when I have a few cocktails, I'm just an elevated version of myself very friendly, just want to talk to people, say hello, very happy, whatever. So everyone just keep in mind an elevated version of her being happy and friendly. So I go outside um, in my sexy Ghostbuster costume and I meet this person, this man. And I was just like, I don't know why, like, I thought he was there with another man. So I thought they were like a couple, these two guys. Um, And so I was just like very complimentary of him. I was like, you are in such great shape. Your abs, you look so good. Oh my gosh. What do you do? Do you do typo? I just remember like going on. You're just hyping him up thinking he's gay and it's not a weird thing. Uh, Because I thought he was there with another man and I thought they were a couple. I don't know. That's it's so stupid. It's not like he told me that. So I'm going on and on telling this guy basically how hot he is and then his girlfriend walks up and she is not happy and she is also jordan sparks 
<laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh. Well, who then was I, the guy? Who is she? I don't know. I don't remember. I don't know. I'd have to look it up. So then I realized, oh, they're there together because they were both characters from like Wizard of Oz. And I was like, oh, so like he was like the Tin Man, like a sexy shirtless Tin Man. And she was like Dorothy or something. And um, I was like, okay, I'm going to be leaving now. Goodbye. And then I just like proceeded to run back inside the party. But I mean, it was the wildest people. Like obviously Heidi Klum was there and this is like 15 years ago or something when she was like peak celebrity level. But then it was like the Twilight Saga people and like the whole cast of Dancing with the Stars was just tearing up the dance floor. I also, I'm just loving that the Twilight Saga people are involved here because that's so full circle because that was before you were at Clever and Twilight essentially helped like with Clever Clever. TV's success. It's like Justin Bieber, Selena Gomez and Twilight. (laughs) And Miley Cyrus, Hoedown Throwdown and early Joe Bros. Anyways, Mm -hmm. that's my, one of my favorite Halloween stories. I mean, I definitely have plenty of them. My childhood Halloween was incredibly bleak because my mom was always like, the only ghost in this house is the Holy Ghost. You're not dressing as anything. Like, I couldn't be a witch. Like, no, no ghosts. Like, she Your was like, parents oh. were like, like for, because of religious reasons? No, not really. I think, because I think my mom would just say that to be funny. But like, she just doesn't like scary things. My mom, you know my mom. My I mom mean, is you like, don't like scary things either. I don't either. So my mom would dress us in these like handcrafted costumes that she had I sewn. was like, going to say, obviously Judy Davis made them because she but was they, a home ec teacher and is the sweetest woman ever. But I would be dressed as like Betsy Ross. And I was oh, like, yes. mom, what is Betsy Ross? And she's like, the woman, of course, who created the first American flag. And I was like, what? All I my feel friends... Like- are cool costumes and I'm Betsy Ross. Your mom's choice of what you were going to be for Halloween was like what everyone else was having to pick for like their fifth grade oratorical speech where they did a history project. No, 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 no. Mine was like super early. I remember multiple years not knowing what I was for Halloween and just being like, I don't know. I'm a historical figure that my mom really respects. I mean, the fact that your mom was invested enough to pick costumes (laughs) and like give them to you. I don't even, I definitely always picked mine and I don't feel like my mom really, I don't know. I feel like my mom was very uninvolved in all of, she never liked Halloween. I always, when we were little would love, um, decorating, but I also was little and couldn't decorate well by myself. (laughs) So I feel like I would always like try and do it. And then like no one else in our family cared at all. And I was always, I was specifically always very frustrated with my dad because my friend Shelby, where we filmed um, our mermaid episode. Oh yeah, we did. We became mermaids when we worked at Clever at Shelby's parents' house. Like three years ago. Shelby was like my best friend from kindergarten till it like, through like middle school-ish and our parents are so close we used to spend Christmas together and stuff still keep in touch to this day are um still friends but we always did trick-or-treating together I I don't know if I have it anywhere accessible but there's a hilarious picture where Shelby and my sister always were like cute girly things and then I I've said this before one year I was an alien <laughs> Wait, I, I want to see these pictures. I need to, I, I've I've seen it recently enough that it's like burned into my head. But it's um, <laughs> Shelby is Baby Spice. I don't remember where my sister was, and then I am an alien, and it's literally like an alien mask that fits over that has a cape attached. But then it also um, it didn't come with. I purchased in addition a voice changer to go along with it because I <laughs> oh. was very. 
You're well, producing yourself. You're already a producer. You're producing but, your costume. But anyway, I was always so jealous because I would try and get my dad to do this. Shelby's dad, bless his heart, he every year, and she lived in one of the nice neighborhoods that people would go to even if they didn't live there because that's where the good right, candy was. treating yeah. So if you go up to her front porch, um, porch, steps, there's no porches in LA. I mean, they um, have like more, if you walk up to their estate, yeah, they're sprawling estate. They, they, they don't own. live in like some absurd huge house, but it is a very nice home. I mean, but, it's pretty nice. Yeah. yeah. So you walk up and there's a little bench next to the front door. And what they did every year to the point that it became a thing in the neighborhood is that her dad would dress up as like a dummy kind of scarecrow. And then they would also have a scarecrow that was life-size set up next to him. And they would both have masks on. And you couldn't, I mean, I think as we got older, it was you could tell more yeah. obvious which was which. But when you're little, literally people wouldn't even expect that it was a person. So he would just sit there and not move and he would hold the thing of candy. And then as soon as kids reach in, he would like reach out and scare them. That's terrifying. And it was terrifying. But then we would like watch from the inside and it was like we would like we yeah. felt like we were in on it too. And I would always beg my dad to do it. I think he maybe did for like five minutes one time. That was like, <laughs> fuck this. <laughs> like went in and started start drinking instead. But literally, I that Shelby's dad doing that was the highlight of our Halloween because it was like you'd walk down the street afterwards and you'd hear kids like kids screaming. Like, no, like conspiring with each other. Like, okay, so did you hear about the guy? Do you think, I think it's the guy on the left and they'd be like trying to figure it out. And we'd be like, <laughs> I also just thought of like one of my weird costumes, like as I was about to age out of trick-or-treating, like probably fourth or fifth grade, which actually isn't aging out because I feel like people trick-or-treat to like eighth grade. But um, I was going to be- a, I, We trick-or-treated in high school once. I, we were, I was going to dress, I think I dressed as a cheerleader, which is so weird as a Halloween costume. That's but, just like, a I, cop out last minute one. <laughs> yeah, but I was like probably in fourth or fifth grade. And I just felt like I needed boobs. So, like, I wore fake boobs. You were a scandalous cheerleader. And I just remember even thinking at the time, like, I really want boobs. Like, I really do. That was never something that was, like, a dream of mine. It's not now. That's As soon as I, like, got old enough to actually have boobs, I could really care less at all. But at that moment in time, I was like, I feel like this costume really calls for boobs, you know? And... (laughs) So I remember stuffing it full, but then also being like, this is weird. Like, why am I doing this? It was a very strange. So I remember trick-or-treating kind of like just with like my arms crossed and like the little bucket, like right in front of me, because I just knew it was a strange choice. Um, that's hilarious. Did you use, use a bucket for your candy? We always just did pillowcases. Oh yeah. It depended on the year. Some years I had like a little go-to, like a pumpkin bucket, you know? And then other years, we just like use whatever you could find lying around. Oh, another thing, another Judy Davis thing, because my parents live in a neighborhood where a lot of people, um, most people don't live in the neighborhood that come in. Like people will like come even like, but like churches will bring like buses of kids. Like it's pretty crazy. My mom, my mom is the sweetest lady ever, but she has a few things that grind her gears. And one of them is people who take their babies trick or treating. And my mom, I've seen her do it. Savage. A person with like a literal three month, six month old will come to the door with their stroller, and my mom will be like, "No, <laughs> no candy She's for you." Denies them. She's like, "Who's trick or treating here? Who's who's actually going to eat this candy?" And oh, she's like, funny. "Sorry, no, 
Bye. I'm See, like, like, oh my god. I'm thinking like if they had another kid and then had the had the baby with them. No, it's just the baby. I think it's super weird though. Like I get the concept of wanting to celebrate your child's first Halloween mm. and put them in like a duck costume, but also but, like. Maybe unpopular opinion. I kind of feel the same way about uh, traveling. Not not traveling if the if the parents want to go on vacation, but like taking a three month old to Disneyland. They're Why? not gonna remember that. No. Why are you wasting your money? Do you want to go to Disneyland with a three month old? Can you even a- do anything? That's a conversation you and I have not ever discussed at all. I don't think is how we feel about like Disney for adults and like Disney passes. Cause I'm not a girl who wants to go to Disneyland on, uh, that much at all ever. For I'll me, go like once a year, but beyond that, I'm good. For me, it's it's not judging people for liking Disney no, and liking rides. I think it's great. It's that I personally, w- waiting in line for me, if I'm not getting something so worth it, I, I'm not waiting. Why would you go somewhere specifically to just wait in line for hours? I think the only way that I would be like, yeah, Disneyland is if I was with like a guy that I really liked because then it's it would be just cute. like, you can be those annoying couple in line. You can get the ears like and be really cutesy. Yeah. But otherwise, um, although I do think in recent years, they've started selling alcohol at more places. Oh, well, but count, count me so in. That would make things a little <laughs> different because I feel like at least you have things to kind of do occupy yourself but it yeah. feels like it's a very physical activity to be going there all day and you don't get that much out of it and no. then it's so expensive honestly i could just drink a bottle of wine at my own house like why do i need to go to disneyland so, I don't it's know. too far away the Anyways, only time i've ever enjoyed myself at an amusement park is when i have eaten some edibles first <laughs> Um, but if you guys are celebrating Halloween or if Halloween is your favorite holiday and your favorite day, we celebrate you. I think that's great. Everybody's got to have their thing. You know what I mean? I remembered what I was going to say earlier. Um, you mentioning, uh, that middle school you think was when you stopped trick-or-treating? I think like seventh or eighth grade was when I was like, my mom never made me stop, but I think I thought I was too cool. You know, Uh, did people's parents, was that like a thing they had to like set them down and be like, not this know. year, sweetie. Probably. And that's when I started going to like high school parties, like I boy think that's girl when it parties. Cha- yeah. That's when it changes is when there's other things to do besides totally. trick-or-treating. Yes. Uh, I think there's a few years like in middle school where maybe we'd go trick-or-treating for a little bit, but then I had a group of friends where we'd do movie nights uh-huh. and we called ourselves the movie nighters. I that's literally looked. cute. It was cute, but I'm also like, what? And also, we probably, like, left a bunch of people out because we were very, like, the five of us. Like, this was our thing. No one else can come. But uh, we would get together and, like, watch scary movies and stuff on Halloween. But specifically, a little more down the line, I remember, I think it must have been, like, sophomore year. And I do have pictures of this because I think they're on my Facebook. But private because I had to private all of those albums. Um, My friend Marcel lived in Lake Sherwood, which I think I've talked about is where, like, Brit- at Britney the time, Spears. specifically, Britney Spears lived there. Uh, the Gretzkys, uh, I think Will Smith had a house in there at one point. A lot of celebrities because it's just outside of LA. It's like similar to like where Jeffrey Star lives in Calabasas. Calabasas. It's just like a similar neighborhood, a little further down. So uh, we <laughs> sophomores. So we're almost. I, I think we could drive at the time because I think I had my mom wouldn't have driven me all the way over there because it's far from my house uh, must have been 16 Marcel because she lived in this giant neighborhood and her parents were wealthy had a golf cart 
As that, you do, well, as one that, does. That they didn't use for golfing. I don't even think her dad golfed. We just used it to drive around the neighborhood and it yeah. was just like our fun thing. We would go there. Your mode and of transportation. Would, I'd be like, bye mom, I'm leaving for a week because we have more things to do at Marcy's <laughs> house than we'd ever have to do anywhere else. We went trick-or-treating on the golf cart because all of the houses are so big that it'd take you <laughs> an hour to go to two. And we, uh, I think, what was my costume? Oh, as you said, you were a cheerleader, which I said was a huge cop out. I believe I just like wore pajamas. That's so like the what best were you? Like, like a, a baby, a no, sleeping like, person, n- literally like <laughs> a sleeping, like I had like a robe and like PJ I, literally made no sense. And I'm like, I think I've done that multiple times where it's <laughs> like, funny. I'll just put on pajamas and pretend that I'm sleeping. Um, and I remember going to a few of the doors and they, them opening and being like, are you lost? <laughs> But then also, because that neighborhood is so big, not that many people are, and it's gated, so you can't just, like, show up. Not that many people are trick-or-treating, so they kind of be like, I guess, here's your candy. This is fucking weird. You guys are old, (laughs) but, like, here. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Oh, well, it's kind of nice to reminisce about Halloween, because as we mentioned earlier, it might not really be happening this year, so... To any of you guys that are sad about that, I'm so sorry. I hope that you stay at home and you celebrate know with do? yourself. Celebrate with yourself. You know what, what we should do? do is maybe with like our patrons or something, um, we should do, you know, you can do on Netflix, um, like watch party. Oh, we should do a watch party. With um, Hocus Pocus. Absolutely. I'm 100% in. Um, sign me up whenever we're doing it. But, we'll look um, into dates and publicize them we'll get back to you it's probably already happened by the time this podcast goes live but lil are you ready to uh wrap this up with um share well i think so great so long share well i hate us so much more now okay as we do on every episode of overshare the podcast we like to leave you with a little bit of joy at the end of the show so lil do tell pray tell what brought you joy this week? You are so kind for asking me, but I think you should go first. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, interestingly, a lot of things brought me joy this week. Um, I just relaminated my eyebrows again, which has been bringing me a lot of joy throughout COVID and quarantine. But if I had to pick one thing, really the thing that made me smile and brought me a lot of laughs this week were two things. Emily in Paris, the full series, which I binged in the course of two days, and I stayed up to the middle of the night to finish, as well as the season premiere of Bachelorette featuring Claire Crawley, who was a 39-year-old woman, and I don't know where the show is going to go. I've read all the spoilers, so I kind of do. But basically, she I was, was like... Say, I feel like you probably do. I kind of do know where the show is going to go, but I'm excited to watch it unfold. I just found her to be someone on the show just in the first episode who was like a grown-up. Like two of the guys were getting into like a little scuffle on the side. And so she just brought them together and she's like, did you do this? Did you do this? And then they were like fighting and she's like, I'm going to leave right now because I have more people to meet. So like, I don't need this like childhood, like this bullsh in my life. And then at one point they showed a teaser where one of the guys was like, I don't even know why I came here to meet the oldest bachelorette 
forever, like making fun ageism. And she's like, you want to know why um, I'm 39 and single? Because I never settled for a loser like you. And I was like, yes, queen. Yes, oh, yes, yes. I love that. Uh, see, so that excited. makes me happy because I feel like that's why I don't like watching that show. It's, I'm sure what actually happens a lot of the time is uh, probably more interesting than the way they edit it. I totally. feel like I watch a two-hour video Nothing happens. episode where yeah. th- it's just them repeating the same conversations with it, multiple people and her just saying the same like I'm just here to find love I just want to do this and it's the most generic you could switch out any bachelorette and have them say that so I appreciate that she's kind of switching it up yeah because I always think of that I'm like when you see especially I think the guys are more like they get drunk and like macho and try and like yes like do like a weenie like wiener measuring like oh, my weens this long how long is yours <laughs> that's what they do basically and then, but the girls even when I because I feel like without fail every season there's the oh my god she stole him again she already talked to him how dare she blah blah and I'm like <laughs> do you people know what fucking show you're on no I don't, like, they, do I they don't think act, they do it's like they forget suddenly they get in the mansion and get amnesia but yeah. <laughs> I, I just like I agree with her that I'm like if I witnessed that going on I wouldn't be like oh what did someone so sorry I'd be like hey guys um let's let's, uh, let's, let's rein it in and, and I'm um, leaving it's like line up in a line and we're going to go through. None of you talk to each other anymore. Yeah, exactly. And so I feel like it's fun to see maybe for the first time ever, like a real grown up, like a just real, a real reaction adult. to a yes. thing going on and not just like, oh, they're fighting over me. And also, spoiler alert, Claire's going to leave the show because she <laughs> finds her love on the first night. She literally said, I just met my husband when she met this guy who is so hot and Chris said the reason he's hot is because he squints a lot and I've been trying to squint and it's not working for me um but I saw a comment on a recent episode and it said that our blink ratio is <laughs> Jocelyn 10 to Lily 1 oh I blink constantly that's nothing so now new. I'm just picturing you like squinting and blinking like I, it's not it's not hot it's Chris Squ- even told no, me it's like not really working for me squinting doesn't sound like a hot characteristic anyway I like eyes <laughs> I do too but Chris said it's a hot thing and I'm like cool I guess I, I don't actually know about think, hotness I've always known this but I think I just kind of like actually realized that it is a quantifiable thing that I'm like that is what I'm attracted to is if you don't have like you know there's people that they could have nice eyes but it feels like there, I don't know. There's certain people where they just have like kind eyes. Oh, when I, the eyes are the window to the soul. That I feel like you can statement. tell a lot about a person by just like how they look at you, even during a conversation. And I feel like that is one of the first things I notice. Absolutely. I've looked at people and been like, you're terrifying. I never want to talk to you again. Or you're mesmerizing and I want to be in your life. But the last thing I want to say about Bachelorette is that when Claire leaves, another one of my favorites, Tasha is like taking that. over and I have real life mutual friends with her. And I think it's going to be a really great season. She's also a real adult. She's divorced. So she knows like about like what marriage is and she's like in her early thirties. So thank you so much, ABC for finally getting it together. Anyways, what are, what brought you joy, Lil? <laughs> I I mean, this conversation, <laughs> but, um, uh, God, I, I don't know. I always feel like I lose such track of the time of what I even did this week. Um, but I feel like most of it, I probably spent watching um, D 
did I'm not even gonna ask you if you've seen it. There was the Haunting of Hill House that came out on I, Netflix. No, like, I'm not allowed to watch that. Are you kidding? So that one was scary. This one, it's like the spin. It's like an anthology series. So it's a, most of the same um, actors. Most some, I don't even remember now. A couple of the same actors. Okay, and um, it is us like a ghost story. It's called the Haunting at Bly Manor, <laughs> but it's also like by the end even because someone's like telling the story the whole time and says it's a ghost story or a scary story and by the end someone's like i don't think it was a ghost story i think it was a love story because it the way it ends like the way it starts and the way it ends is like almost Very feels different. like two, two different genres not that it isn't about ghosts anymore but it's a, less about them being scary and more kind of i don't do know do you believe in ghosts I forget. You don't, right? I, I'm a big skeptic. I, I never want to flat out be like, no, absolutely not. It's stupid because I feel like there's certain things that people have experienced that are very unexplainable, but I would need that to happen to okay, me to great. be able to fully embrace it. Okay, great, 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 great. But um, I would recommend if if you like scary stuff, but it's it's not like jump scary or like like scarring that you're going to be like having nightmares about it. Yeah. But I almost would... I was telling, um, I was talking to Zach Campbell the other day about it. And I was like, I almost would compare it to like how you didn't watch Black Mirror either. I know. Another show I'm not allowed well, to there's watch. One of the episodes is very much not scary. And it's um, San Junipero. Did you ever? Mm, Sam, it was like, it, it no. got like a cult <laughs> following. But oh, okay. that very much reminds me of like that episode is kind of the same vibe of this season. Okay. Okay. So I don't know. It was like kind of confusing and then a lot going on and having to pay attention. But I would say that just having something new to capture my attention brought me joy. Yeah. I think that's great. I I think that's great. I think a lot of people out there probably feel the same. And I hope that Chelsea listened to this entire episode so that she can go watch that show now. Because as we know, she is very disappointed in Netflix. And again, because I know that Netflix executives are likely listening to this entire program. I hope that you will take into consideration the concerns of the people paying for your product, which is not me because I'm on my dad's account still. But however, also I would like to, um, while you're still listening, Netflix executives, I would love to edit a future documentary series for you. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Oh, wow. Well, this has been fantastic um, to all oh, wait, of you wait, guys. La- last, yes. last thing. Chelsea, if you need a show to watch that has more than one season, uh, Wentworth is yeah. phenomenal up until, uh, I'd say, like six. Okay. So, But you have a big time. That's that's a good window of content to be watching. So I would recommend that. And when that. in doubt, just rewatch Grey's Anatomy because, again, it's uh, like all different people or when Gilmore. the show starts. Gilmore Girls always my top fave. Um, You guys, if you're listening, if you're watching, thank you so much. If you are new here and you've just discovered this podcast, please subscribe, leave us a review, Mm -hmm. give us five stars, all of the things because it's very helpful to us. And please share this on social when you're listening, if you have any comments, concerns, or questions, and we will be resharing. We love to see you guys on IG. And make sure to call in and leave your over it. Absolutely. Again, that phone number number is 562-661-8729. And with that, I think we're done. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. (laughs) Bye. Bye.
Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.